All right, good morning, everyone. Good to see you all here. I appreciate your energy. We have a fun message today. Um, good morning, everybody listening or watching online, wherever you may be, and whatever time of day that is. Um, so I'll just tell you how this goes for me. Um, I'm excited about what God's going to speak to us today, I believe. Uh, I sat down at my table. I have to go to the dump on Saturdays at Parishville, and um, typically I'll write a message and then go, but I wasn't hearing anything from God until I called my best friend Pete and uh, his uh, his um, pepperoni prince kitty cat who uh, apparently the cat, he just got a new cat, him and his daughter, and apparently the cat doesn't care about human food, but a the, the millisecond he opens pepperoni, the cat like goes nuts and attacks him, <laughs> like jumps on him. It becomes a thing. So I was supposed to say hi to pepperoni prince today. Anyway, so Pete and I were talking and I, I said something I had mentioned a little while ago to you all, you all. I was outside in the wood pile. I got trouble with my pile well, the last three years. It won't dry. And I, I did learn somebody got me a book. I know I'm going to stack it north to south this year and blah, blah. Some of you that makes sense, some of you don't care. But bottom line is, is it's frustrating for me and it creates a lot of work. But I've learned to enjoy the work. This is for somebody. Now, I remember growing up, and I'm not picking on anybody. I'm just keeping it real. But I remember chore time was the time when you're grumbling under your breath, coming up with new cuss words, and you're unhappy. Then all of a sudden, I move out to the house we have now where we live on 10 acres and it's wood fire and it was just a lot of stuff to do. And I realized I was doing that. You know, I'd go out to work and I'd rah, 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 rah all the time. And I realized, and I think it was God's wisdom inside of me, like, bro, you got to do this so you can either enjoy it or don't. But either way, it's got to be done. And so that's when I discovered listening to like podcasts or, or including something I enjoyed with a menial task. How many people know vacuuming or something like that is better when you're cranking some music? Don't hurt your hearing. Put things on. But same with lawn mowing. You know, I put music or a podcast on and I put my ear protection on and I could stay on that lawnmower all day long. Find something to help you enjoy that. So I said that, but then I realized something this week. I was, this is where the message begins, by the way. I'm kind of babbling. This week, I had a day where I was messing with the kids, obviously. Stayed at home with them all day. We didn't really do much. You ever have a day like that where, with your kids or grandkids, where you're like, you just don't, you just kind of go through the routine, and then night comes and you're ready for, and you didn't accomplish anything. The rooms are just as messy. You know, you didn't, you didn't get any money. You didn't help anybody that day. You just had a day. It was just a day. And you know what I realized? For me, there would be like a level of guilt or a lack of, how do I put this? I'd feel like I failed that day. I'd feel like I failed. And so I'd go like this in my brain really quickly. And you got to catch these thoughts, which is point number three today. I would say to myself, what did I do today? And if, some, and if I was able to say something that I had said was of worth, I'd go, oh, okay, you're good. But if I wasn't able to say something in my own mind that I deemed worthy, I'd go, ooh, that was a waste. That was a waste of a day. And I got to thinking, I'm like, is that really appropriate, AJ? What are, what are you doing here? Where's, where's, where's this sliding scale coming from? And so I was like, okay, okay, okay. Let me, let me peel back. So I feel better about me if I accomplish. I feel worse about me if I don't accomplish. What? That's, that's AJ doing that. So what does God want from me today, for or from me today? And I think the answer that I think I heard will surprise you. And I think it's this. I think instead of me running around trying to earn value, trying to earn love, even my own love or value, I think 
that God wants from me today is for me to be loved by him, to be actively loved by him. Where do you get that idea, AJ? Because there's a billion different voices talking about God, and that seems pretty simple. Here's where I get that idea. You know somebody by what they do, not what they say. That's how you get to know somebody. So as I look at the expanse of God relating to us and what he's done through creation, definitely redemption, everything he did seems to be motivated by relationship and love for us. And so if you ask me, what does God want, AJ, what does God want from me today? Well, it seems like at great cost, he did everything to love you. So I think today he wants you to actively find a way to be loved by him. Does that make sense? Now, we're all at different areas. We're all in different degrees. I remember a few years ago out of Norwood Pond. No, I was out of full bears. Doesn't matter to you. <laughs> I know I was largemouth fishing. There ain't a largemouth in the racket. And uh, I just remember thinking to myself, I don't feel his love. I don't feel God's love. I don't, I don't, I don't. I just don't feel it. If it's the sun, like this metaphorical light, there's some sort of blockage here. And so having said what I just said, and you guys know it, do you need me to talk about creation and the light spectrum and pheromones and love and all this other stuff he gave you? And then we screwed it up and he did everything and even gave his son, his only begotten son, because he forced all love the world, people in it. So that's love. Now, doesn't he want us to experience that love? Do you understand what I'm saying? So go back to the woodpile. My idea of success for a day is accomplish. What? Something that's just going to go away? Yeah. Okay, 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 but it seems that cosmically we have this creator who's taken all but the one last step for each and every one of his children and gives us eternal promises. It seems to me that that would be priority alpha for each and every day, right? You know what I love about this thing, man? Religion's complicated, but faith in Christ Jesus is really simple. It really is, dude. And here's the thing. Y'all should be set free. And I should be set free. There are things he's working on in my life. I have disobedient things in my life. I have lordship issues and there's sin in my life. But why do I sit there and go, for God so wanted obedience that he, throw it away, dude. Those things are happening. But priority number one is that we learn to live inside that love. Do we understand that? Let me see where I'm going from this. Now, so here's another thing too. It sounds like that's like human. That sounds humanistic. It sounds like I should have bigger hair, a nicer suit on, and a really nice big ding smile on television. You get what I'm getting at? But guess where I'm getting that? I'm not getting that from human desire. I'm literally getting that from the word of God. And here's, here's, here's what got me there. A posture of this. You're the king. I'm not the king. I want to run around and do the woodpile and have my hands on my worth and value. That's human worship. Do you understand that? That's, that's easy because it's calculable, right? You go to work, you do this, 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 you feel good about yourself, you come home. Do you see where that's about you? So if he's truly the king and all creation bends toward him, by the way, uh, scientists will tell you that creation is still happening. On the outside of our universes, there's still creation going on, which is just mind-blowing. But if he's actually the king, then we have to do what he wants, right? What does he want? Snapshot. Just look at the cross of Christ Jesus. What does he want? He wants to love you. Or how about this? If you can't get there, he wants to love your son or your daughter or your grandkid. Oh, I can get there now, huh, Greg? 
I can get there now. That buggy, your son, B- buggy. Listen, you want come here, come here. You know what your destiny is? Learn to live inside God's love and acceptance every single day. You're gonna have to do stuff. Absolutely. Learn discipline. Make your bed. Show up to work on time. Don't let the system feed you. Get up and go to work. But none of that changes your value. Learn to live in His love. Right or wrong? Now, why can we receive that for our kids and grandkids, but not for us? As we take another lap around the mower to feel better about ourselves, or we go out and we do something else, or if we have an off day, because everybody does, then you feel like trash coming home. That's me. What does God want for us? I think he wants us to live inside his love. Now, I want to do something here. Cool. Okay. I think. I hurt my hand, so if my hand gestures get weird today. I over-Italianed. <laughs> Did you know you could blow, like I blew an Italian fuse? Oh, <laughs> that's too funny that's very funny to me okay um so listen to this when we talk about god's love listen i want to hit you from a different angle when we talk about love we do exactly what i just did for god so loved the world he gave his only begotten son right god so loved the, we look back but can i introduce a new idea and a new thought maybe instead of just looking back that's important i'm not taking anything away from that obviously but you know all you have to do to talk about God wanting you to live and be loved in, as the beloved is this. Look at now. Look, Just step out for a second, okay? Every single day, if I'm on meme sites or something like this or perusing, you know what I see? I see slander and ridicule toward Jesus Christ himself. I see it all the time. And listen, I'm not, I am complaining about it, but I'm not complaining about it. I'm using it to make a point, okay? I'm not that guy. Oh, the world is so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's dark and broken and falling. No surprises here. But if you want to know your love, Greg, all you got to do is say this. God is still taking mocking and ridicule to this day for us. So you look at the cross, and you're like, he was spat upon, he was punched, he was slapped, he was mocked. The king of all creation, the one who invented eyeballs and fists and nuclear fission, allowed himself to get beat up. And is still to this day by the very people he created. His creation turns and abuses him every day. I've told you before, when you stub your toe and you say his name, you're saying that instead of, oh, crap. You're putting his name in the place of that. That's what you're doing. Hallowed be your name is the Our Father prayer, right? That's the opposite of that. That means high, and high above all things is your name. And you know what we do as these slimy, ungrateful pieces of dust? We take his name to the lowest, to human excrement. That's what we do to our king. What? So time out. This is just AJ's opinion. Some people will balk at somebody dropping an F-bomb. I think the F-bomb is absolutely benign compared to taking his name and going and replacing it with, with, with crap. We invented the F-bomb. That's his name. That's the name above all names. And yet you grind it in the dirt. Funnily enough, no matter what language you speak, you'll hear him being blasphemed in Mandarin, and, right? In, in, any, in any language. So if you want to know why, how you're loved or if you're loved, just look at today. Because why didn't God end it all, you guys? There's a discernible end to creation. And ironically, it's the end of the Bible. Okay. It's called John's Revelation. The revelation, the revealing of Jesus Christ. Do you follow me? Don't say book of revelations. It's the revealing of one thing, and that's King Jesus on a white horse with a robe dipped in blood, and he ends it all, and it ain't a battle. It ain't even a fight. 
It'd be like Muhammad Ali versus my five-year-old. I'm kidding. That's not even, get it? There's not even a fight when Jesus shows up. So why hasn't he ended it yet? Why not? There's, there's people, metaphorically, I don't think it's specifically talking about this, but under the throne room, people who've been killed for professing Jesus Christ, who actually say to him, how long? How long? How long do we have to deal with this? Right? So that's a good question, isn't it? Like, why, why hasn't that closed down yet? I want to propose to you an idea. This is an AJism. Therefore, it is not a full truth. I don't know. But I think a part of why he hasn't closed the book on creation, his creation yet, is because there's still kids that are coming to him that aren't there yet. He's not driving the car away while a couple of the kids are in the parking lot. He's probably waiting for them. Actually, I'll tell you the answer to that to, to a degree too. Does anybody remember what the seven-year period is called of, of great woes? What's it called? Tribulation is one word. Remember what the Bible calls it? The time of... Jacob's sorrow. Okay, good. I'll teach you this. Fine. There's a seven-year... I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. I'm not. <laughs> All of a sudden, two hours later, and then midway through the... I'm like, the whole thing. Harpazzo is raptured. Okay, so... <laughs> so there's a seven-year period of calamity of which the world has never seen. Y'all love those movies, right? Disaster movies and all that. I got good news for the believer. I truly believe that anybody with Holy Spirit inside of them is not going to see this stuff. I believe we'll be watching it from, as Chuck Missler says, the mezzanine from afar. Where was I going with this? Oh, he calls it the time of Jacob's sorrow. Somebody remember what Jacob's name got turned into? Ooh, we're getting there. So say it. The time of Israel's sorrow. So the end of the world seems to be focused on who? Israel. Wait, you mean dad's firstborn kid? Who hasn't come to him yet, you mean, Brenda? Who, who maybe needs a kick in the pants like that stubborn kid to actually come to him and realize that Mashiach has come? You getting it? Another reason I don't think we will see it. Number one, we, I don't believe we'll suffer God's wrath because Jesus did on our behalf for believers. And number two, it ain't even about us. It's the time of Jacob's sorrow. So why hasn't he ended it all yet? That's also love. So my point, and I diverged, and I apologize, is this. If you want to know if you're loved, Jules, all you got to do is realize this. Every millisecond of every day, Jesus is being defamed, and he's holding that all back and still being mocked and ridiculed for his kids. That's, how, that's another way we know we, that he's loved. Go to the grocery store, you'll hear it. Or like I said, I see movie trailers. I don't want to go off about this, but watching football, and you know, my son hears a JC drop on football, primetime? That's the world we live in, man. Okay, come on, come on. Okay, let me get going here. Work-based value is religion. Me doing the wood shop thing is my own religion. Me saying, listen to me, me saying today was good if AJ accomplished is religion. That's me establishing a system to relating to myself and value. Do you understand that? And there are thousands of religion on, religions on the planet, and they all have one wonderful, amazing thing in common, except ours. Work harder, do the right thing. That's what all of them say. Whether it be Buddha, you'll, you'll achieve enlightenment. Follow the teachings of Buddha, they say, or other ones. Or AJ's woodshop. That's me erecting a religion. Me good if me this. Me bad if me this. And it's the same old story, you guys. Let me put that on parents for good days and bad days we have. We do the same thing. I had a, Yeah, anyway, so let me keep going. And that's what kills me about the cults, you guys. I don't war on the cults because I disagree with them. 
It's because I believe they're a system of abuse that lead people away from Jesus Christ through deception. So I'm going to do something y'all have asked me to do, but I'm not doing it because you asked me to do it. I'm doing it because I believe God wants us to talk about it. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a look at one of the cults that surrounds you, and I'm going to just give you some, some points. I went on the Mormon website. They call themselves the Church of Jesus Christ. I already doubt that. Of the last times, the end time saints. Church of Jesus Christ of latter day saints. Oh, I already get Ajita talking about that because they've already deceived you. They're not a church of Jesus Christ. So what did I do? I went on Mormon.org, their own website. And someone wrote, are you really Christians or more like a cult? Question mark. They asked them straight up. Now, good marketing strategy. Can I tell you something? These guys are smart. Do you know they own most of the stock in uh, Coca-Cola, I've heard? They're not allowed to drink caffeine, Carl, but they own Coca-Cola. They're not, this is a multi-billion dollar empire. So they realize people start calling them cults and they get out in front of it. <laughs> oh, I want to make a political joke so bad just then, but I won't. So she, this is what they say. Listen to me. Are you guys Christians or more like a cult? Says It asks on a website. And they are, we are Christians. We believe in Jesus Christ. When people say the members of Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints are not Christians. It's often based on a certain faulty logic in their mind since they're Christians and some of our teachings are so, are so different from theirs, Mormons can't possibly be Christians. For instance, they object to our belief that Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ are separate beings. Some might even say we're a cult, but that's often just meant to label and scare other people away. What really matters is this. This is an official statement, by the way. What really matters is this. We believe in Jesus Christ. He is our Lord and Savior who suffered, died, and rose again to overcome sin and death for us, and we follow his example and teachings. These are the common core beliefs of all Christians. So yes, we're Christians. Now, if I weren't here, 98% of you would have been deceived because they did it on purpose. So let's examine, shall we? You think I... <laughs> At a first glance, Mormons seem to have the same concept of God we have, but no. It actually teaches Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are three separate gods composing the great presiding council of the universe. They deny the doctrine of the tr Trinity because they view the blending of personalities to be unnatural and impossible. In Mormonism, if something can't be explained... Oh, it gets much worse, Donna. Much worse. If something cannot be explained in human terms for to Mormon, Mormon doctrine, it can't be true. Mormons believe in eternal progression, and this is where it gets weird. God has once been as we are and is just much further ahead of us. Every man can eventually become a God if he's faithful enough. Adam, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, they've already entered the state of exaltation and they've become gods. This is official research, people. Mormon theology denies the possibility of immaterial bodies and thus believe that God must have a body of flesh and bones. A direct contradiction of John 4, 24 and 1 Timothy 1, 17. And, and actually contradicts their own teaching about the Holy Spirit. So they say you have to have a body, but in their actual dox doxology, they say that the Holy Spirit has no body. Y'all need to make up your mind. Okay. Uh, I won't go into this. Ah, gosh. God is limited. He has limited extension in space, but his senses and powers are infinite. So he can transfer himself to any place, but he needs the help of angels and ministering spirits. I say what? Oh, it's also taught that the gods have wives in heaven and through them, God is literally our father. We see a progression of God, gods evolving from the human spirits that were here. And then they create new human spirits called celestial parentage. How, hey, by the way, how do you feel about that? females that in mormon theology men get to become gods and have many wives 
Y'all are signed up to polygamy. At the highest rung of heaven is polygamy for you for you all. Not for me. I'm a dude. <laughs> okay, so man's, man's advance in the scheme of eternal progression is this. They believe he, a premortal or spiritual existence before they're born on earth. Just remember that. And then there's more progression. So this is where it gets real dark, y'all. This is where it gets w- w- pretty dark. These are the people that are walking around our towns with the name tags on in the big peppermint smiles that won't tell you this until you're till it's too late. Okay, so already in the, the pre-mortal stage, uh, spirit children have freedom to choose good or evil. Ready? And their choices before they're born determine degree at later stage. So Satan and one-third rebelled at that, that stage, and they were excluded from the eternal progression, so they became sons of perdition. The rest stood with Christ. Some were less valiant and therefore had to live inferior lives as humans. But this is what explains mental illness and people living in filth, poverty, and degradation, end quote. For the Mormons until 1978, black skin, dark skin, was one of the signs of degradation. And for this reason, black people were denied any spiritual rank until 1978. Because if you have black skin, it's because you sinned back there before you were born. So you're lesser. Ah! <laughs> Hold on. Let's go back to the little namby-pamby. We're Christians. Excuse me? Now, here's what's weird. A Mormon showed up at my house and wanted to talk to me. And finally, I was like, slice the poo, bud. Let's knock it off. I know what you guys believe. Smiles went away real quick. And the daggers came out. And I said, all right, I want you out of here because it's my Friday night. I said, how about you? You're black, dude. You know what they believe. They changed it in 1978, he says. I'm like, so that makes it okay? They changed their how many long doctrine that you're a lesser being because your ancestors and you sinned before you were born and that's why you're black, dude? And he just willfully went, and I'm like, good grief, man. Native Americans fall into that too, by the way. That's why they were that. Um, also, they teach, like I said, did you just hear that? Sickness and poverty were result of pre-born sin. Now, time out, time out. That's just a different stupid form of karma, isn't it? Here comes that again, which I say, don't latch on to. So Mormonism even has karma in it. Well, you want to know why India is impoverished? Oh, and they got dark skin. They thinned with Lucifer before they were born. Shut up. That what? Nowhere in the Bible is that allowed. That sickness and poverty. Dude, I showed you last week, didn't I? With the Tower of Siloam, remember? That sin doesn't equal suffering on earth in that way. Oh, you were born blind because your parents sinned. But that's what Mormonism's teaching, you guys. Paper smiles. Yeah, let me earn it. Let me keep going. Adam was the archangel Michael in his premortal state. That's their official thing. Together with one of his pre-incarnate wives, one of them, Eve. So Adam wasn't a person. He was the angel Michael who had many wives. And he happened to choose Eve. And he did a good thing by eating the apple, Bruce. You want to know why? Because, let me read this. Both the immortal bodies, uh, okay. When Eve was placed in the garden, the Mormons, of course, locate America. Oh, you ready for, ready for, oh my gosh. <laughs> you ready for where the Garden of Eden is for, for our Mormon non-brothers and sisters? Jackson County, Missouri. Not laughing, people. M-O is Missouri, right? M-O. Okay, Jackson County, Missouri is the Garden of Eden. I, I, you can't make this crap up, man. 
Anyway, so they believe out of Jackson County, Missouri, Adam takes one of his wives. By the way, lucky winners, females. You don't get a choice in this. Takes Eve, and so both had immortal bodies, but Eve sinned and became mortal. This created a dilemma for our hero, Adam, who's actually Michael the Archangel, because he had to follow two conflicting commands. You ready? To multiply and replenish earth, but not to eat from the tree. So good old Adam, our good guy, he deliberately and wisely chose to stand by the first and greater command and took the fruit. Are you hearing this? So they don't even say there's an original sin. It was like, well, what a pickle we find ourselves in. Wife number three ate the apple. Oh. All right, I won't keep going. I've got another thing. Jesus is not God. They're lied. And here's where you would have been uh, deceived. You ready for this? We, we remember the Church of Jesus Christ, the Christians. They're going to use a term in here that you would have missed. They call, they call Jesus Jehovah. But here's what you might not know. Father God, the real God, quote unquote, is Elohim. So they say, yeah, Jesus is Jehovah God. Jehovah God. But God God is Elohim. So they just deceived you because of terms. Do you understand it? Jesus Christ is the eternal Jehovah, the promised Messiah, Redeemer, and Savior, the way, the truth, and the life. End quote. That's their official stance. But again, Jehovah is a lesser God. Oh, he achieved Godhood by, oh my God, I don't even want to read this. This is horrible. Uh, let me just keep going. Ugh. Mormon, okay, so salvation. Mormonism, well, you should know this. Any thought of Christ's deity is distinctively rejected. Okay? Jesus Christ is the firstborn of all spirit children of God, meaning angels, demons, and human beings. Jesus was just the first. And that's why he gets rank, but he's no different than us. So they reached over, Mormonisms, the church of Jesus Christ, of end time saints. The first thing they did was reach over and took the crown off Jesus Christ and said, you're one of us and we can become gods through this eternal plan of working our butts off. Didn't it make you sick? You, and they're good people. We almost elected one of them. All right, that, that was too far, but you know what I'm saying. We looked at him as though he was Christian. Is he? Was he? No, he wasn't. Do you see this? Now, why would I want to spend the time on this? Why would God care? Well, number one, there's a lot of misinformation out there. And number two, if we look at them, no, there's, there's a whole different, whole different thing. Okay. Salvation's for everybody. While all men become immortal, only the faithful and obedient are allowed to enter the highest sphere of existence in eternity of exaltation. The celestial kingdom can only be entered through obedience to the laws, ordinances, devotion, and faithfulness to the church. Individual salvation is by works, not by faith. And maybe if you're good enough, you get to be the god of your own planet and pick your wives. The heck. You know, in this age of enlightenment, why do women stand for this crap? Why? No, seriously. This is, this is an age where I just told you it's got foundations in racism and it's still sexist as all get out. Why do we sit there and go, you can't say anything bad about them? I don't understand that. By your own logic, people should be saying this church should be revealed for what it is. Church. By your own logic. You get it? Oh, man. Okay, so let me, let me finish here. One of the reasons I did this, I think, today is this. If Speaking of racism, let's say I went to the Kanoko in Parishville, as I do now and again. And let's say I'm standing there and someone says, well, I can't stand those racist word inside of me here's what would happen hey 
That's it. that's not cool. That's not cool. I don't believe people are that way. Okay. Hearing the negative would strengthen my conviction, wouldn't it? Now, on that very day that I'm driving to Konoko, I'm not thinking about my stance on racism at all, am I? I got to go to the dump. I got to do what I got to do. But the minute someone stands up and, and spouts off error, it fortifies what I believe. Did you notice in worship today, we sang, we believe. And you notice we did the doxology today. Because as I'm saying these things, don't you notice that something inside of you goes, no, no, that's wrong. Do you notice that about these beliefs of Mormonism? So what does it do? It fortifies and strengthens what you know to be true. And in this time and day and age, we could all use that. And some people listening to me online are on the fence. And I'm not saying you don't do all the things you should do when you're living sinful lives. Why do people think when preachers say that, that's what they mean? I don't give a crap what you're doing. I'm saying in your heart, you're still like, meh. Well, when I said those things about Mormonism, I would ask you, dear listener, do you believe those things? The angel Michael came, became Adam, that Jesus is a man who did really well, therefore God started to love him and he became a God. Do you believe these things? Then what do you believe is my question. And I think this, I'll be 40 in about a month. Y'all should throw a party for me. That'd be fun. A fun one though. <laughs> um, if, I, if I leave this earth, if, if one of the things I've ever done in ministry, the only thing I've ever done in ministry is say this, choose what you believe in, doggone it, stand by it. But stop lollygagging through life. I think that's a noble cause. So, be loved. Really quickly, how do I do this? I don't know, dude. I'm not you. It's your walk with God. You've got that half-hour commute. What are you going to do with it? You've got the time in the woodpile. What are you going to do with it? You've got the same amount of seconds in a day that I do, that Abraham had, that Bruce has. No sliding scale here. But I would say this, just as a quick coaching before we go. Two things. When it comes to the work-based I'm good if I this, I'm bad if I that. There are two ways you have to attack that. Number one, you grab a hold of those thoughts that are setting you up for that pattern. In other words, show me a slide, Brian. I'm going to show you where this comes from. First Bible of the day. I apologize. We demolish, we go to war against, we stomp arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against what we know of God and how he is in it relating to us. And we wisely, we grab a hold of it in prison and take captive the thought, those thoughts that go against it. What do we do? We make it obedient to Christ. So when AJ's by the woodpile going, what did I do today? Anything worth, worth value? I go, stop it. Listen, if you laid on the bed and goofed around with your kids all day, that's still a good day. Knock it off. Get it? Those thoughts that you know line up with religion, catch them. Just notice them. Now let me give you a hint. If you have a problem with self-loathing, do this same thing. Watch the way you talk to you. Catch it. I'm such a loser. Stop it. Just notice what it is. Now, don't end there. That's dumping the poison out of the cup. Step two is you take a God thought, a relationship thought, and you put it over top of it. So what did I do today? I didn't really do much. Stop. Your love, no matter if you're able to accomplish another thing on this planet, and then let it go. 
You, you see that? Well, I, geez, I, I was supposed to meet up with so-and-so and I didn't come. That would have been good if you did that. That doesn't change who you are and, and, and that you're loved. You get it? Don't let those mice, those, well, it's more, they're more like rats. Don't let them live inside of you. Don't do that. And you know what's funny about this? To change metaphors and call them spiders for a second. When you just start noticing them, they will run and hide. Do you understand that? It's like flipping the light on. They want to they wanna hide. All those self-condemning thoughts, all those religious thoughts, you just grab them. And then you'll start noticing them and be able to deal with them, okay? So, last thing I promise. One of the ones that gets me, you guys, is a tendency. I want to talk about fear soon. I fear... I'm tempted to fear for my kids. I'm a hypervigilant dude with some traumas in my life who I just, every, I'm always attuned. My heart raced when Alex fell back there. And I counted the seconds, not, he stayed down a little while. He was down a little too long, like five seconds. And my heart started to race and adrenaline dumped. And so what does the devil, what does the enemy do to me at night? Wants to play scenarios where something happens to my kids. Or something happens to me and I don't get to be around and raise them. And guys, I'm telling you, my, my life is whittling away because of this. So what do I do now, though? What do I do? Hey, prescription. I grab the thought. That's a fear thought. And I tell you something, guys. Giving something a name gives it power. Have we talked about this? You know what I'm talking about? I really want to go where you go, but I... Wait, that's just my anxiety grab. You get it? It's not me. It's my anxiety. Same thing. Put a label to it. Next slide, please. So I take the thought. Oh, something bad's going to happen to the kids. Grab it. And then I turn and say this, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he's my refuge, my safe place, my fortress, my strong tower, my God, and I choose to trust you. Surely, without a doubt, he will save me from snares and diseases. So I grab that thought that says something's going to happen to my kids, and I put that in there. Do you understand that that's kind of working out our salvation and fear and trembling and being conformed to the image of God? Uh, I didn't have a worship song ready, but I want to sing Good Father. Greg, will you spontaneously try to get this with me? We didn't practice it, but I want to sing Good Father. How good must he be to do what he's done for us, to continue to do what he's doing for us, all because he loves us? Let's sing this one uh, uh, in honor of him.